everyone. Welcome back to Uncensored Podcast. I'm your host, Carter Haas. We have my co-host, Adam Winkle. And we are here with two very special guests, two D1 lacrosse players. <laughs> Field hockey. Field hockey. Field uh, hockey. Davis. I'm Tatum Bonert. And we have some questions we're going to ask about the recruiting process for field hockey and how it's going. So, Wick, do you want to start it off? Start with Tatum. Uh, okay. Hang on. Give me a second. Take uh, the time. Oh, okay. Um, with it being your junior year, did you ever feel it was Elliot Smith, and what made you want to stay close to home? Yeah, so I feel like uh, with field hockey, it's really common to commit early. Um, the date when you're allowed to talk to coaches is June 15th of your junior year, and kind of just right off the bat, you know, everyone who's interested contacts you and you kind of just start to figure out things. And um, so I don't, I personally don't think I committed too early. Um, I think that I just did what was right for me and you know, it's different for everyone. But um, I wanted to stay close to home just cause I've grown up here. I love the Ville, you know, I'm a Cards fan, always have been. Uh, and just when I went on my visit to U of L, everything just felt perfect. I mean, it just felt like the right place for me. All right, so then we're gonna move on to uh, talk about the path to recovery from your ACL tear. Yeah. And then kind of what the emotions were, and how like how did you feel about having to sit on the sideline and not be able to play, watch your teammates out there? Yeah. So obviously it was really really difficult. Uh, we were in the middle of our season playing against Cal, one of our biggest games, and uh, we were in overtime, and it just, you know, just felt my knee give out. And at that moment, I just knew something was wrong. I knew, I knew uh, I was hurt, and so I, you know, got off the field, and just from then on, it was really difficult, you know, hearing all the news, going to the doctor, getting an MRI, all the tests done realizing I tore it and it was just so like unreal and honestly you know it's hard to sit on the sidelines when you've been playing on the field so long but definitely you know it, it was good I was able to get through it and push past everything my team was there to support me through everything and it was really hard sitting in those locker rooms knowing I wasn't going to be able to go out and dress for the game even get on the field but you know I was there to cheer and I always made it my goal to be <laughs> be the loudest cheerleader on that sidelines and you know I had some competition Caroline Valenti we were both injured and I definitely couldn't have done it without her she got me through that season um the recovery is going really well you know honestly that first couple weeks it was it was really hard not knowing how to process anything I've always been a healthy healthy athlete, I've never really gotten hurt, and um, you know, it was hard getting through the things and everything, but that second month came, and I'm able to walk now, get upstairs, and everything's just looking up, and you know, I've started to jog a little bit, which is really exciting, yep, it's progress, and um, you know, I just can't wait to get back on that field. Other 
I had a couple offers. I had a couple uh, places I looked at I could have gone, but I knew from the beginning I, I wanted to go to U of L. They were definitely showing the most interest in me, and you know, you just want to go where you feel wanted. You want to go where you feel like you're going to get the best outcome and you're going to perform the best, and you know, that just came from U of L. <laughs> Right. So that was our team. So now we're gonna move on to Ella. So Ella, you are on, being on the shorter end. What <laughs> what challenges does that bring, and how like you worked to like overcome that, like just to be a good player? Well, I think in field hockey it's different because like the sport we play does require us to be so low to the ground. So mm-hmm. honestly, a lot of times I see it as an advantage because like you see taller girls that have to bend so far down. To, like, mm-hmm. So what would you say really separate Indiana from like any other schools that you, you were looking at? I was kind of the same with Tatum. Like I knew that I didn't want to go too far from home. Um, for me, it was finding a school that kind of, I grew up like around SEC schools and that kind of environment. And with field hockey, it's such a Northern sport that I had to find something that I knew could give me like a good athletic environment outside of field hockey and still something that like if I were to be injured or something would happen that I would still like enjoy the college I was at so I knew just gave me something where I could be really close to home and come home if needed and that I would still enjoy the team and my coaches um, are very similar in coaching style I feel like to the coaches at IU and the girls when I went on my visit like everything just reminded me of Sacred Heart and players and team that I've been around for so long so all of it just felt so familiar and I really like that about it mm. so Indiana obviously struggled this season a little bit with performance wise <laughs> so uh, like 6 and 13 <laughs> so what do you think you can like, you bring to that team to like help it kind of bring it back to glory and like just kind of get them over the hump again yeah so IU is a big 10 team so their conference is super competitive but when I went on my visit, I did meet the girls in the class above me, and I am very familiar with the girls committed in my class, and I feel like something different we have than the class that is already at IU is that we knew each other kind of already beforehand going into the school, so we kind of have a base knowledge, and some of us have played together through, like, outside programs, like, outside club and things, so I think just having, like, a connection already going into the team, just, like, it's hard to, like, bond with people you've never played with before, so knowing that we kind of have that connection going in, and we have a lot of diversity in positions that they've recruited in the next coming years, so I think it's just all over the field being able to have strong players in each position that will all be able to work together really well. Mm-hmm. So now it's we have some questions for both of you, both you guys can put some input in, just say what you think so how has field hockey really influenced like a community building or like social interaction like mm-hmm. stool like tools yeah oh my gosh um so 
you know, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of people, but I'd say my best friends come from field hockey. That's from Holy Spirit, from Club, from Sacred Heart, and honestly, Sacred Heart. I mean, I don't want to sound cheesy. I know everyone says this about their team, but it is my family. I love every mm-hmm. single one of those girls, and everything about the sport just brings us together. Our team this year especially, like, we've all been a part of teams that we've both loved so much that this team, like, even though we didn't, like, have the outcome we wanted, like, we still are together all the time. We make an effort to see each other because, like, even though the force time we have to have together is not an option, I think we enjoy hanging out with each other and stuff, so that was, like, really important. And growing up around the sport, you, like, have played with the same people for so long, and it's just – it's crazy to see how you can still be so close about getting sick of each other and being able to create connections and grow up with the people you've been playing with for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke, you want to ask next one? Number five. Uh, uh, so, what are your thoughts on the current state of field hockey? And do you think it has been growing in popularity, or do you think it's kind of starting to decline? People are flocking towards other sports to play. It definitely it was not as common, I feel like, a while back. And now that, like, lacrosse, it's coming, like, I feel like club lacrosse is becoming so big. And field hockey is a lot more popular in like northern sports which is why recruiting can be so hard for girls like that are from Kentucky and the Midwest because our recruiting is so limited we know that unless you want to stay home and go to Louisville you have to kind of branch out and look at northern schools so it definitely makes a difference with recruiting being that you can't like you can't go to an SEC school because they don't have field hockey teams or like it, it definitely limits where you're going, but I do think it is a growing sport, and it's moving to more ACC schools and moving more, making more clubs like south near mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Yeah, because like I know like we can hit on this too. Like with lacrosse, it's like a lot of the, like a lot of like schools with like bigger schools, mm-hmm. they don't really have actual lacrosse teams. They just have like club, club. teams that yeah. are just like you cannot join it, go have fun, but like it's not technically yeah. like a sport. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this one's kind of just like for me because it's one of my pet peeves when girls commit. Okay. So when boys commit, they usually want to make like a flashy commitment post, something like that. Why are girls like default in their commitment post? I, I guess it's just we <laughs> kind of follow what everyone else does. Yeah, like, we follow the leader. I mean, the girls, everyone does it. Everyone it's just... does like the classic view in a t-shirt or something yeah. mm-hmm. and then you... Field hockey, like, websites and Instagrams yeah. need one of, like, an action shot with, like, the logo of the school. Yeah. And I feel like that's just kind of what everyone does. I mean, if you want to make me a flashy edit, go yeah. for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I was, I've always wondered, like, you know, you see, like, when a boy commits, like, you see, like, what kind of they do. And then it's, like, I always wonder if, like, you guys just, like, it's something you just didn't want to, like, go into much as. Or just, like, just something that's, like, you just wanted to put out there and just, like, get yeah. it over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think... Our junior year, it's obviously, you're not signed yet, so it's mm-hmm. just a verbal commitment. Um, because you the, could obviously still, like, change, team. like. Yeah. Right, yeah. And I feel like also it's different for sports, like, swimming. Girls and boys also just post a simple picture. Yeah. But, I mean, I know lacrosse and, like, basketball, football, they go all out. Yeah, they get their photo shoots yeah. and <laughs> put on uniforms and all that. I think we just want to keep it simple. simple. I mean, we're humble, you know. <laughs> Uh, so, how would you say that 
um, field hockey, like your club teams balance like the development along with like what your like school teams do and like how they kind of go hand in hand with each other? Yeah, I feel like both school and club definitely just they focus on that um, on skill, right? Um, school, it's a it's they're focusing on that team chemistry and they're focusing on the championship, right? And mm-hmm. um, for club, it's mostly just like it's mostly the skill and it's kind of more individual and the fact that everyone is trying to get recruited and you get recruited through club. Um, I feel like it's almost a completely different like team. Yeah, I agree with that too. I Club is a lot different because there's kind of only two main clubs out of Louisville and you either have Stealth or you have Ipic. Bluegrass is there too, but they're a lot smaller. But I switched to Ipic this year and there's just – it. Tatum's right there just like is a big difference between playing for your high school because you go in knowing that your one goal is to win a state championship and with club you can't go in like expecting to win an NCC like no goal is to win the whole thing your goal is to like grow in your individual play and like get yeah get recruited because high schools aren't high schools aren't coming to look at or colleges aren't coming to look at high school games like you're getting recruited through your club team so I think you show up to practice every day and you work harder on what you need to work on and you're not basing this whole team chemistry and like not that it isn't there for club but it's just it's a different kind of environment and different kind of skill level you're working at. Mm-hmm. So you you used to play for stealth, right? Yeah, and I played you, for stealth. Ific too. Mm-hmm. So what would you say the biggest difference between the two clubs is? Stealth is so stealth is owned by um, our Sacred Heart head coach. Mm-hmm. She's a an owner, and it is very, um, so, like it is a pretty much all Sacred Heart girls. Mm-hmm. You have a few like girls that come from a lot of different schools, but I do feel like it is very Sacred Heart based. And like I love all of my Sacred Heart teammates. It's just when you go to club, you're playing with the same girls you've been playing yeah. with even in your high school season. So I think the big thing I've noticed like in my switch to IFIC is just the like different things I'm learning from different players because now I'm on a team with Ballard girls, Assumption girls, Cal girls. Like I'm like learning all these things that every different school and every different player has to offer. And we have so many, like so much talent on our club team. Like we have two national, two or three national team girls and just so much different skill that they all have instead of playing with the same team you're playing with in high school so it's just a good change to see some different skill and learn something from other people mm-hmm. so i don't so i know like boys obviously do a lot of shit talking like in their rivalry games so like i just want to know if there's any like when you guys like assumption if there's any like animosity between each other or, like 100 bad blood like if you want to oh. hit more on that yeah so <laughs> I mean, I don't want to talk down about anyone, but there's definitely that rivalry there. And that's yeah. the fact where there can be an obvious better team, but it doesn't matter between the rivalry. I mean, it's just a complete different game. Anything can happen. And there is a lot of bad blood. Nobody likes yeah. each other. I mean, you can be best friends with someone at club and then go play against them when they're playing for Assumption and absolutely yeah. hate them. Off like, the field, your relationship is just so different. The set, like Especially the mug game, they're like, Last year, us and Assumption ended up in the state finals together, and I mean, I'm great friends with so many of the Assumption girls, but when you're playing against them, you you have, like, your selfish goal in mind. Like, you, you want your team to win, so when you're playing against them, I mean, it's the most selfish thing that's going to mind. Yeah. You 
want you want the gold for yourself. So I think everybody's blood is boiling trying to get their own team to win. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So how would you? Use- I like that one. So obviously both of you had to go through the recruitment process, mm-hmm. which is a, which what I've heard from like some of my friends, it's a long, like just yeah. all night type of thing where it just takes a while. Mm-hmm. So how would you describe your recruitment processes and what would you tell someone who is kind of in your area trying to recruit, trying to get, who's getting recruited and like what they need to do to like get their name out there? Yeah. Um, so it's definitely just a countless number of emails. I mean, you you um, go to these showcases with your club teams and you need to email the coaches that are going to be there. And all you need to do is send a simple summary about yourself, what position you play, and something you're interested in about their school. I mean, like I said, I mainly wanted to go to UofL because I showed interest in them and they showed interest in me. Like, you have to show interest in the coach for them to show interest in you. And they have to know that you want to go there. For them to recruit you and I honestly think that if you are like a good dedicated player you can go anywhere you want if you yeah. just send those emails to the coaches yeah. all they want to know is that you're interested in them yeah field hockey I think has a super different recruitment process than especially boys sports like you'll see seniors committing to football like way late and for field hockey it's just not like that they take I feel like it's so much smaller. They most classes won't take more than about five or six girls is about a normal number, and our it's different because we can't have any communication with colleges up until June fifteenth. So it'll be like the night of the fourteenth at like midnight, and you're sitting there refreshing your email, and you get emails coming in at that moment because it's not there hasn't just been this open process where you can have communication anytime you want. The second that date hits, it's very like it gets started, and I think. With my recruiting process, I think something I wish I would have done was 
not shutting out options so quickly because if you would have told me six months ago I would be going to IU, I wouldn't have believed you because I completely hated it the first time I went and I didn't look into it enough, I didn't give it a chance and I I didn't like it at all and then they were my first email, my first phone call and I ended up visiting the campus and going to their clinics and I liked it so much more and it's just field hockey because it starts so late, people commit so quickly so I committed early December and I felt like I was on the way later scale which is just kind of crazy to me that within six months you have to like my goal was to be committed by the end of season so I think I freaked out a little too much when I wasn't and people have people in other sports give have such a different timeline being able to commit so late in field hockey is just it's such a different dynamic when it comes to the recruitment process mm-hmm. I will say though I mean that because with lacrosse it no schools no schools can contact you until June 15th and that's it, that's just D2 and D3 and then no D1 schools are allowed to talk to you send you anything they can send you emails they send everyone about the prospect camps but they can't show any actual interest until September 1st and I know Sam Alexander um, talking to him about it he like he I've never seen so stressed out in his life um and like you said, but as soon as midnight hit and it was September first, I mean the, the phone calls came obviously, but mm-hmm. you never because I mean you really don't know. And coaches can comment on you at showcases and tournaments and hey, you know, you look good out there, this and that, but you don't really ever know where that's gonna end up going. Yeah, field hockey's definitely the same. Like the process is so different for everyone and the stress level everybody's process is just so different. Some people have an idea of where they want to go and know that that school is interested in you like earlier on. So when that June 15th date comes around, I mean, you'll see girls who will post on Instagram on June 15th and it's, and it's done for them. And then there's people that it takes way longer. So it's definitely different for everybody and it's a very unique process. Mm-hmm. So you just finished your guys' junior seasons at Sacred Heart. So what would you say are your most memorable moments or games in your careers, and why do they stand out to you? Um, yeah, so can we talk about like freshman year? Yeah, I mean, any year any year you want to okay. talk about. So freshman year, Ellen and I were on JV, and um, that JV season was honestly insane. We were unstoppable. <laughs> we were so, that team was so much fun. We won the pumpkin tournament, which is basically it's like, like state JV for JV. I had so much fun on that team playing with all those upperclassmen at the time. It was like Arabella, Pudlow, <laughs> Bailey. Waddell. It was just girls that we didn't know, and then we came into this team, and it, it was just like we became friends really quickly, and like mm-hmm. it was just a relationship that yeah, was like so very fun. Overall, my time at Shaw. The field hockey team, that JV field hockey team, just really, I absolutely loved. Um, another thing that I love that we do every year is go to the U of L high school camp. Uh, camp, and it's so you, it's a camp you go with your whole entire team, and it's basically like what three days? Three days of like twelve hours. Yeah, I mean it's a long time. It's definitely really it's draining. hot yeah I mean it's at like the end of July mm-hmm. so right after preseason it's 12 hours you're walking across campus playing like games against all these other high schools that go and it's just it's, I mean it's so much fun. it's so much fun but it is I mean you are it's 
it makes or breaks your team chemistry because you're when you're forced to be together for 12 hours a day for three days in a row in this scorching mm-hmm. heat everyone's exhausted your feet hurt no one wants to walk like it but it's it's I think it's so like necessary to be part of our preseason like it shows how our team works together it, it definitely is and I'd say my most memorable moment on the field hockey team is just my sophomore year starting that state game I mean obviously it wasn't the outcome that we had but it's it was just so memorable and I can't wait to do it again yeah when our sophomore year sophomore year was very different from other experiences because you're so young and you're with these seniors and it's not we don't take a lot of underclassmen on our varsity team so being from JV going up to this varsity team it's a very different team and with a lot of girls you've never played with so watching how fast these seniors and some juniors you've never played with just welcome you on a team so fast and as a sophomore on varsity you're able to travel so my one of my favorite moments was we went to New Jersey we went to Jersey Shore sophomore year and they pretty much dropped us off in the vans on the boardwalk handed us thirty dollars each and said come meet us back here at like nine and we just roamed the boardwalk we roamed Jersey Shore and for like a few hours and we stumbled across like a high school football game that was like on like it was like Ocean City High School that was like there and we all like stormed the student section like we weren't even a part of it we went like just walked the boardwalk and the sunset and we sat there and we got like New Jersey pizza and like that was one of my favorite moments like it's and we travel pretty early on in the season too so it's like a good bonding moment before you get to like regionals and state and Traveling with the team is just like I think it's my favorite part of the season. In Texas this year, we had so much fun. We got to play some of the best teams in the country, and being able to like go to different places with your team and like get a different experience is so much fun. Yeah, I'll say traveling with the team is so much. I had to go to the lacrosse team up to down to UNC camp. We Mm -hmm. got to stay in their dorms and just do everything like they do, and it was just just so much fun because like you're rooming with all your boys, Mm -hmm. just like really yeah. good experience to have just to mm-hmm. bond with them mm-hmm. so another question so obviously it's like a lot lo- more low scoring than like football or basketball so like <coughs> what do you think still makes field hockey an exciting sport for people to come out and watch even though you're not going to be getting like higher scoring games yeah so personally I think I think you're kind of wasting your time if you come to a game that we're going to win to know but mm-hmm. um those aren't as exciting. Those are kind of just games for you to develop skill and, you know, raise your stats. But those games like state region finals against assumption mug, everything. It's just exciting because of the, the rivalry, the competition. I mean, it's so intense. There's, there's pushing, there's shoving. I mean, it's an intense sport and well, I think it is. And I mean, I just think it's so much fun, just everything about it. But, um, I don't think field hockey gets enough credit for, I think people, a lot of, especially, they don't understand, nobody shows up to the game and understands all the rules, I think, so people, I I think, will come to games and be like, oh, I feel like you all blew the whistle too much, or something like this, and I think people come and they're like, I didn't understand it, but it's, I don't, I I mean, it's so intense, because it's like, zero, zero, and someone gets a corner, and that's where, I mean, it's like like a a penalty, like, like basically, and I mean, it's, it's just like that one moment can make or break the game. With like, it being so low scoring, it shows like it's different. Like one goal can make or break a game. It's just different because when it's especially when you're playing against a team with such equal competition, that it may be until the last two minutes that it's tied. Like, 
mm-hmm. it, a game can just change so fast when it's low scoring. Yeah, so I was, uh, that's actually leading to my next question about the rules. So, uh-huh. like, I've been, I've, been, I've been to a couple games, and yeah. I, I kind of understand what you guys are like, like, like a corner, like yeah. when a penalty happens, like stuff like that. I was like a big momentum shifter. Yeah. But, like, one other thing I don't understand is why the whistle is going. I feel like you'll touch someone like one time, tweet, <laughs> then the ball's going somewhere. I don't know. It's, I, it's yeah. like, there, I will admit there are a lot of rules in field hockey, so the ones that I think get called the most that causes these like re- like frequent whistles is like you can only use one side of your stick. It's not like ice hockey. You can't use uh, both sides. The only side you can touch with the ball is the flat side. And then if the ball hits anywhere below your knee, your shin guard, your foot, that's foot call so the play stops and you have to start the ball five yards away from the nearest person mm-hmm. so like or like obstruction like you can use your stick and play defense like like you can but there's no intense like you can't like body back into someone using your stick and like obstructing people so it, I think there's just a lot of things that can cause a stop in a play and I think mm-hmm. that's what people don't understand but it it is like a fast pace yeah. like sport yeah. like that whistle does get called but then it's like it's Right, yeah, it's it's starting right again. I mean, it's yeah. it's not like football where you just pull, you go one play at a time. Yeah. You know I mean? Or like I feel like even even in soccer, there's some times where they can kind of stop with the ball and slow mm-hmm. the play down and kind of make a play, kind of. But with field hockey, like if you have the ball, it's you're always running, and yeah. even if you don't have the ball, like you're running. There's no point where I feel like you slow down and just completely stop. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's kind of one of the things. It's like. There, there's actually a research. Everything's baseball so boring. It takes forever. Well, we'll play football, obviously. But it's like football, they did a study. It's like the longest time in oh, between yeah. a play mm-hmm. in like any sport. There could be two minutes because, left on the clock, and it'll take you ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. you can say, oh, there's ten minutes left in the game. There's never ten minutes. Yeah, it's like there's, there's 30, minutes. 30 minutes left in yeah. the football game because there's going to be whistles. They still have to get back to the line, huddle up, break yeah, huddle. Yeah. Hike the oh ball. my god, it takes forever. Yeah, field hockey, you know you're coming for an hour. Yeah. You got, you're yeah. out of there. I mean, field hockey's a pretty fun sport. I mean, I wish they would just put you all on pads and just say, <laughs> let, them, let them hit each so other. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like it'd be pretty fun to see. Just like, yeah. I agree with that. Like, one, let's have one game, like, just it doesn't mean anything, but <laughs> assumption for Sacred Heart <laughs> in full pads. Someone would get killed. Or let's, let's put a spin on Rock the Heart and do us versus Trinity's Ice Hockey. <laughs> We're not going on ice skates. No, but they can play on the field. 100%. We'll play on the field. You guys do your thing, and yeah. then we'll just yeah. Fine by me. Uh, so this is kind of a question I don't really know much about, but how like advancement in like sick technology? How is like losing skill? Like if that's a thing, like in field hockey, and over relying on like power and speed. So like, are is stick technology affecting people? being able to have to be athletic and fast just because they can hit a ball with a good stick. Well, yeah, no, I mean, people obviously have to be fast. I mean, like Ella said, you never stop running. And if you can outrun someone, you're fine. Um, Same thing with strength. Like, Mm -hmm. if you have any stick and you can hit the ball hard, like, it's going to go far. But, I mean, I don't know the logistics of it. Ella probably does. The only thing I can think of that, like, stick really comes into play is the bow. So, like, defenders throw aerials, which is, like, a super high and long lifted pass. And you have to have a stick that has, like, a slight curve on that. But, like, I'm a forward. I'm, like, taking shots. I'm not sending these lifted balls. So, my stick is very straight. Mm -hmm. And 
sticks are made of carbon, and the higher percentage of carbon that is in your stick, the different kind of shot and stuff that you're It's, like, lighter, right? Yeah, it makes it lighter, but you want it bottom-heavy, because then when you hit it, you have more power, so... But I don't think... And I think the stick really only, like, fluctuates per position, not really changes how you play. Yeah, no, necessarily. I, I agree. I think... I think a good player is a good player with or without this this yeah. stick. Like, I mean, you could have the most expensive stick out there and yeah, still be bad. If you don't know how to use it and you don't have stick skill, because I think the way you're taught how to move your hands so quickly and stuff is so much of it, not much of the stick that you use. Mm-hmm. So obviously this season, you know, you got Cal, Assumption, those, those are probably the best teams you'd say, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Ballard was pretty good this year, too. Mm-hmm. We had a tough run versus them and especially last year so we were definitely out for blood for them this year but yes Cal and Assumption so, I think were definitely our best competition so what do you think you guys have to do to like because it's you guys have one state of your career that's the one thing that's kind of missing mm-hmm. what do you guys think you have to do to like beat those two teams in order like to get to state and win what do you think the biggest thing is going to be like for your team and just to beat those teams I think we have the team chemistry, especially the team that we're going to be having working with this coming summer and in the fall of our senior year. Um, I think the team chemistry is there, but I think starting I in the past two seasons that we've played, in my opinion, I feel like we've noticed things too late into the season, like finding flaws in our press or corners that aren't working and it's so important to our play that we just need to focus on a little bit earlier in the season or start working on gameplay and things a lot earlier in the season but I'm trying to, what would you say? I think I think it's the mentality for us I think we had a really hard time this season kind of just like gaining control of the ball and keeping control mm-hmm. um it's definitely like like I said those rivalry games it's all about mentality if you go into it thinking oh like we can win, we're going to do it, like, that's not necessarily have to, how you have to think. You have to go out there and just tell yourself, you have to be selfish, you just have to tell yourself that you're going to play the best game you can. But I think field hockey, you can't play frantic at all, because you're just going to lose the ball. I mean, everything has Once to be under control. Head, it's so hard to get out. Yeah, and I think, I think for us, I think this last game that we played this season against Assumption, I think our mentality was not there at all. I, throughout the whole warm-up, I just... You know, I'm sitting on the sidelines observing everything, and I, I could just tell something was off. And I think for us, it's just it's the mentality and the confidence in it, in in ourselves and each other. Because like I like I was saying that the connection between our team is there, but I don't think the trust was there necessarily. Yeah, a hundred percent. We started noticing, especially in the third in the second half of that game, because halftime was zero zero. I think we went into the second half and everybody wanted to score on their own so bad. It was like, I have to get this game going or I have to score and do this. And I think we lost a sense of like team and trust, like Tatum was saying. And I think we kind of gave up on each other as a whole and just started worrying about what we can do, like each individual person can do to win the game. And I, I think it, it definitely screwed us over in the end. But mm-hmm. it's good to know for next year because we do have a lot of returning, returning players in the spring, in the, in the fall. It's so like what you said, Tatum, about like that feeling you get like, kind of like before a game. Like I kind of thought when we played Mail in the seventh region final for basketball, I kind of just had a feeling that like something just didn't feel right. Like even like even going into that game, and yeah. it's like you unfortunately the game into second overtime. It's mm-hmm. like you kind of just get that feeling like something's not right, and it's right. like something just like doesn't feel right, like how it should be going. Like even though like 
you might be thinking to yourself, oh yeah, we got this, but then it's just like, there's those little things that you just don't do, which cost you money. Yeah. Right. For us, I think, I think it was our confidence. Mm-hmm. We went into that, what was it, semi, what, state, state, quarterfinals. state quarterfinals, way too confident. 100% everybody thought we were winning easily. And I think that nobody kind of realized that, but I, I just think that your like your confidence needs to be under control. You can think that you can think that you're the best, yeah. but you shouldn't show the difference, it. I think you shouldn't our play team like it. To know the difference between cocky and confidence a yeah. lot sooner than that because we had gone into that game beating Assumption twice, and mm-hmm. everyone thought that that was a little bit of a safety net, and it it wasn't. Each game was gonna each each game and each time we play them, both teams are gonna play completely different. So mm-hmm. well, that's one of the hardest things to do in, in any sport is be a team three separate times because it's like. Oh, yeah. They lose twice, like they're obviously they coming. They're like they're coming in, they're pissed off, and it's like if they lose, they okay, yeah, you were the worst team. We already lost twice going into that game, but then it's like yeah. they also have all like the so much like to mm-hmm. lose, like in their minds, the mm-hmm. fact that just like they don't want to end their lose their season to their biggest rival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know this happens like with in some sports where it's like a player will get injured and then like some colleges will like retract offers. So did any school when you did tear ACL and schools found out about that, were there any schools that pulled their offers from you or was every school that did offer you still like committed to you? Yeah, so at the time when I tore my ACL I was narrowed down to two schools, U of L being one of them, and I told both the coaches and they didn't see it as a problem at all um once I figured out I was going to UofL I kind of realized like the coaches didn't care they have um some of their best seniors right now have toward Mary ACLs and um I don't know if you all know India Reed but she went to manual she was Miss Field Hockey for Kentucky and she had torn her ACL her junior year of high school season and she came back to the UofL as one of the best one of their best players um, and I think that was just super helpful for me to hear, and they didn't care at all. They want me to get better, and they want me to come back stronger, and that's it. Yeah, that's what you want. So you want to be able to, like, continue to support your players like, when they do get hurt because you still want to, like, because the work can get around fast if, like, you get hurt, and then, like, other people, like, I don't want to get hurt because then blah, blah, blah happens. So right. Did your injury, was it turf or grass that happened? It was turf. It was brand-new turf and at the Cal. the thing with – um, overtime was the rule on in for God, field hockey. You can't stop the clock in overtime. Uh, so unless it's a head unless injury, unless it's a head injury or a heart injury, because they think that since it's sudden, it's sudden death, right? So if like say a goal is about to happen, someone can't fake an injury and stop the clock and yeah. keep the team from scoring. So I'm running next to Tatum and she collapses and I'm holding her hand while like I'm screaming at the ref trying to flag him down and my coach is yelling at me from across the field like telling me to keep going yeah. like play without her and like leave her because until the ball like rolls off the field or something stops they can't mm-hmm. stop the clock so that was the crazy part for me mm-hmm. it was like I will say it's like in NFL it's like there's a lot of like controversy with turf fields because it's like the abundance of like Achilles and ACL injuries yeah. all happen on turf Mm-hmm. Like the Trinity, when we, you have to get a new turf every seven years. My sophomore group got our new turf. I think we have like seven players tearing ACL that year. Yeah. Because like. It was brand new turf at Cal. They just got it redone. Yeah. I mean. 
Yeah, it's just I don't like, know what it is, but and it definitely I can see that being so different for football and things because you're not playing with a ball on the ground, but with field hockey, like we dread games we have to play on grass because the ball it changes the pace of the game so much. It's so slow, but then you also like take into consideration injuries and things because another one of our like best sophomores was out with compartment syndrome in her was it shins. her knees, she, shins, so she had like just complete damage to her shins and for running and, and it's all about like material and how we train and so it's definitely different for a sport but I feel like for field hockey it's it's almost crucial to play on turf yeah, yeah like, I think from from what I've heard I think like like male obviously has like a grass feel and that yeah. they don't really like playing on that but like mm-hmm. with turf like there's when you're as a football player when you're planting that much trying to change direction like that mm-hmm. it's like it's just you kind of get caught on that turf and that's just when it like kind of just pops like mm-hmm. so with you like with your ACL I know like I've heard stories of players saying like how it, they, they hear it pop or like did you hear it like pop or something or did you just like kind of feel it like just yeah give I, I felt it pop um yeah, and, like, I don't go down. I, if I do, I'm right back up, and I felt it pop, and I just couldn't get back up. Yeah. I mean, I think it honestly – because I could walk off the field, and, you know, you can walk on a torn ACL. I think it just scared me. I didn't know what happened, yeah. and I was just – Especially because it, it was no contact. It would have mm-hmm. been different if someone had hit you and it would have scared you, like, a lot more. Yeah. Something would have been – like, thoughts would have been different. But no, nothing hurts that bad from just not having anyone else hit you. Like, that's right. how you know. Cause that that's what sucks about like injuries. It's like it's the ones are like non-contact like that, no, where it's yeah. just like you're running and then something like boom. Like yeah. it's gotta be an ACL or something like, to take you out. Yeah, yeah no, I don't know if you watched the Jets like game, like their first game of the year. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers like four seconds in, he's yeah. running backwards, plants his leg, Achilles. He's out for the year four seconds. Yeah. Into the season, like. I mean, it's it's really unfortunate, and honestly, you never think it could happen to you. I mean, like I said, I was at a healthy athlete I'd never been hurt before and all of a sudden in I don't know a second my life was changed and just everything about it gives me such a different perspective on everything and I'm just so grateful that it wasn't anything like absolutely like career ending so when Will he tore his ACL around the same time you did what what did he say about like his tear yeah so he tore his Liz Frank ligament something in his in his foot so um he so I tore my ACL on Thursday night and then he tore his on Friday night so I guess he just felt bad for me or something (laughs) um but um he it's definitely been a longer process for him he so I was able to get surgery like literally the day after I tore my ACL basically and that's just because of the contacts my parents have but Will wasn't able to get surgery for, he didn't know he had to get surgery for maybe a week after, and then he found out, and it was another week he had to wait. Um, he wasn't allowed to put any weight on his foot for five whole weeks. Because well, so, he had the whole scooter. Yeah, yeah, he was on a scooter, crutches. Um, now he's he's able to walk in a boot and kind of hobble around in shoes. Um, it's definitely been difficult for us. It's just... It's just annoying, right? All you want to do is get up and walk. Exactly. And it, when you're laying on the couch and you can't get up, like you can't yeah. you can't do anything by yourself. It's just so annoying. Yeah. And it's Especially with it being like non contact, it's like it's like just just running and then it happens. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's not like he got like it's not like you or him got like hit on the leg or like something like that happens where it's mm-hmm. like 
some way, yeah, something it caused it. It's yeah. just like the way you're running and then Yeah. I mean it it was just so strange. I mean I was just running, went to turn and it was just that's it. Uh, <laughs> and it's on film. Too. I, oh I was my god. It on film, Literally the like, next morning I go back and get the film and, and I sl- put it in slow-mo and I mean it doesn't look it, like anything happens. It just looks like she bends her knees and kind of goes down. And yeah, it, and it, I'm just out. I just watch myself go up and like <laughs> I look like a lunatic. Like I'm holding on to her hands, screaming, flying down the ref and I hear Coach Mitchell yelling from the other side. Did they score on that fly? They didn't. We ended up going into strokes. So I was on the table literally crying because I knew something happened oh, yeah. and um, they were they we're went into strokes, strokes and double overtime. Yeah. Ended up losing the game sadly, but it was just really chaotic, everything about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is the point where you guys get to ask me any questions about like anything you guys want to. So how's your junior year going so far? It's going pretty good. I mean, obviously, we won state football. That was mm-hmm. a big plus. Yeah. Basketball's in full swing right now. Yeah. How's the basketball team looking this year? So, what we. Your I think this the group we have is like. We have a great collection of underclassmen mm-hmm. and then two seniors. But I think this team can really go far because it's like you got Dre, who's our leader, like the heart and soul of our team. But then it's like you got guys like Rocco, Jayon, Thomas. Guys are just like. Contributing like off the bench, where it's like they're just able to still like provide points for you, like right, because right. your starters and your yeah. six man can't do everything. So mm-hmm. when you got the guys that can come in and do that, because like that's why I felt like when we lost to Mayo last year, because they had so much like more depth on that mm-hmm. team where they could go on their bench and be like, okay, and we'll still be have a good team. exactly. Yeah. But it's like we really only played like six or five deep on that team last year because that's all our coach felt confident like yeah. going in. It's like this year it's like we got two new transfers from Western. They're both really good players. Mm-hmm. And so are, I they, just, are they able to play yet? Yes. Are they, 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 they were so they had to miss our they missed our first game against DeSales, mm-hmm. but then they were ruled eligible in the before our Friday game. Okay, good. So we did end up losing that Friday game, but then we've won three four straight after that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you say is your favorite part about helping out that basketball team? I just say being a part of a team is really fun. Just like we get to go to New Orleans this year mm-hmm. over break, which is going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. And just being able to be a part of a team with like a bunch of guys I know and like I'm friends with is just something like really fun that I get to do because like I get everything they get and like it's just it's really fun to do. Yeah. Do you know what's your biggest difference moving from Football, helping out with them versus the basketball team. Also, really, all I did with football was just like film and do social media stuff for them because, like, Mm -hmm. going into that, it was like our biggest board didn't have any social media like pages or anything. So I was like, I talked with my friends, the class president, like, hey, let's make an Instagram page. And from there, it kind of just took off. We're almost Mm -hmm. at 1,900 followers. Damn, girl. In about four months, which was we didn't expect it to grow that much, but then when it did, we knew like we had something special that we could do with it, and just like being able to like promote our players, trying to get them offers, trying to get them into college, yeah. is just a good feeling to have when it's like you're able to help just other people besides yourself. Because like yeah. mm-hmm. no one really knew we were running the account mm-hmm. until the end of the season, right? So we weren't doing it just for like the clout, just to do it. <laughs> we were kind of just doing it to help other people. Yeah. 
Well, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Uncensored Podcast. I'm Carter Haas. I'm Tatum Bonert. I'm Ella Davis. Thank you for listening. Thank you.